Here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Brigadier, the podcast where we are in the Spanish Civil War. And sure, we might not have effective air support, but I think we've got the better tanks, don't we? Everybody knows that Panzer ones are only on from machine gun. So, uh, I am Cato Friday, your host. My pronouns are any wounds that you wish to throw at me. With me today are Samuel Nershel, Ryland, and Jacob Reich, who all use he handles. We do pronouns now. <laughs> okay, so. Uh-huh. Everyone. Everyone. Now we got to get in with our first episode. So we go to. I really should have had this up before the episode, but that that would just be asking too much. And I want to. Professionally unprofessional. Yes, that that is a very good way of putting it. Robert Evans would say the the kick the trick to being a professional podcaster is to be a hack, a fraud, and terminally unprofessional. You know I'm right. And as he would also yes. say, you can't edit audio. It's just not possible. So talk That's about what he's saying. Why don't we all introduce our characters? while I wait for this thing to load. <laughs> so who's gonna go? I suppose yeah. I suppose I shall go first. Yes. Jake. My first character is Matthew Birch. Birch. Real name, Matthew Mowbray Berkeley. Basically, Birch. he's the son of the... Okay. It's very important. You've got to, you've got to rep your noble heritage. Oh, yes. Yes, he is a, the son of a noble who believes in communism because everyone here is communist. No. No, no, no. Everyone here is a socialist. Actually, uh, Carlos isn't. All right. Let's let's just let's continue introducing characters about the Spanish Civil War. Just just so we can correct any misconceptions or any lack of conceptions. I was joking. I was joking. But so, yes, socialism. What, what Very. Question, oh. How did the Spanish Civil War start? Uh, it, I know it had to do something with Italy. I, that's all I know. And what did it have to do with who? We we are all stereotypes of. We are not. We are not. We are. A, we are the stereotype of America. Yes, we are not historians either. Just a bunch of loud, uneducated jackasses. Uh, 1930, 1930s Spain. Uh, There's been the socialist movement going on called the Popular Front Movement. It's kind of sweeping across Europe. It's seen as sort of the antidote to fascism, kind of, sort of, but not really. Um, and so in Spain, the Popular Front gets elected to a majority in the government, and they start voting, and one of the first things they do is they vote we're going to get rid of the monarchy, and then they also vote, we're going to bring in socialism, and then, well, fascists in Germany and Italy were like, that's not great, let's not do that. So Italy flew in this guy from Africa called 
Francisco Franco. You might have known of him. He was one of the big dictators in Europe in the 70s when he died. Yeah. Basically, they fly him in. He organizes the military behind him. And most, but not all of the military, rises up in a coup, seizing the eastern half-ish of Spain. The western half-ish is owned by the Republicans. The eastern half is owned by the Nationalists. The Nationalists are made up of the Phalangists, and they have diplomatic and material support from Germany and Italy, and they have just diplomatic support from the Catholic Church. Don't forget about the flying waffles. What flying waffles? The Lufa Wafta. The Luftwaffe. The, oh yeah, the Condor Legion. Yeah, the part of the whole part of the Luftwaffe got sent over to Spain. Just like a whole part of the VVS got sent over to Spain. Everybody was using Spain to fight a proxy war. It was like its day's version of Vietnam and or Korea. So fortunate sun intensifies. Yes. Come on, you can do it. Computer. Open the folder. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so... Opening the folder. Now, what else do I have to say? Okay. So other big things to know. Non-intervention agreement. Basically, everybody was like, ooh, this is about to start World War II, and we don't want World War II to start just yet. So we're, all of these countries decided we're going to make it illegal for our guys to go over and fight in this war, and also to give weapons and armaments to people. And Germany and Italy both signed on in very large scare quotes, because they said, oh yeah, we're not going to send any more men. And then they both sent like 60,000 people to fight in the war and kept sending guns and ammunition. So really, instead of helping to stop this war, you were just helping one very specific side, i.e. the side of fascism, win. So that's not an intervention agreement. Our story is going to pick up on November um, 21st, 1936. So pretty shortly after the non-intervention agreement was signed. And we're going to pick up in Paris, France, as all drama system games using the Brigadier plot are supposed to go. Our theme for this episode is beginnings. Now, that is what you're trying to do. Every character should think of what their dramatic poles are, i.e., the two versions of themselves that they are stuck between and must make a choice between on a day-to-day basis. They don't ever have to go all the way over towards one side or the other side. Um, an example of dramatic pulls, if you were a king of a nation, you could be choosing whether to be seen as a father figure or a tyrant to your people. And you might never entirely be like the father of the entire nation. You might never entirely be a ruthless despotic tyrant but on a day-to-day basis, you must still make the choice between being one or the other. So in this episode, you should be trying to bring out your dramatic poles in relation to beginnings. You know, how this, this is your origin story, right? Your, your heroic origin story is you showed up in Paris to illegally cross the border into another country and fight a war that never asked you to fight in that. Isn't that fun? That's fun, right? Great. So, yes. Our- it sounds like a great time. 
back alley, in, well, not the back alley, in a back alley in Paris. The International Brigades, which are groups of foreign volunteers in Spain, have just been formed, and a Spanish civil war has gone on for merely a few months. But across Europe, countries are beginning to sign on to the non-intervention agreement. The party is attempting to join up with the brigades, but they've missed the most recent and likely the last official shipment of men to the front. They find some operatives from the French Communist Party that can get them into Spain. Basically, y'all just showed up in a back alley together and you found some people who can get you into Spain. What do you do? Well, So just the five of us are here along with how many people taking us to the other side? Just a couple. Oh, Actually, okay. but five with the pulse. Oh, oh yeah, five. Hmm. Thomas is kind of nervous about what's going on. He's not sure if he's willing to go the full mile and actually go or if he's going to leave. What's Thomas saying to himself? He seems like he'd be talking to himself in this situation. What's he saying to himself? Saying to himself, Something along the lines of, do I do it? Don't do it. If I do it, I can't go back. Mm -hmm. and Something along the lines of that. So this guy is sort of cuddling himself and shaking back and forth and saying, don't do it. You can't do it. No, no. But I can't go back either, can I? What's everybody else's relate, like, reaction to this? And shaking next to them. Clearly in... Um... I just shake my head and say, and just think to myself, that's eh, his first time. He'll get used to it. Otto uh, uh, would see it as... Before they get smuggled across the border into a foreign nation. Otto would see it as kind of pathetic. So, and what does Carlos think? Uh, Carlos is probably just clutching a picture of his wife and children and hoping that he doesn't get shot the moment he steps off the train. Uh, okay. So. Matthew is kind of just trying his best to ignore that, like, I don't need to get myself wrapped in with someone else. There's problems. So, yeah. Frenchman, ask you for your names, your occupations, and what you want to travel to France and do. I mean, not France, Spain. Why would you be traveling to France from Paris? Hmm, hold up a second there. I can speak very well. But they ask you your names, occupations, uh, former ranks, and also what your intent to do is once you get into Spain. Uh, I guess Otto would probably talk first. Okay, what does Otto say? I'm Otto. Mm -hmm. I yes, was a sniper. You are a... I guess retired at this point, right? 
Uh, it says here that you are a retired sergeant. Yeah. The French Foreign Legion. Uh, so I'm a retired sniper, and I hope to leave retirement to go back to my old job. And kill these fascists over in Spain, yes? Yes. Yes. And traveling with you will be? Uh, Carlos. Yes, and Carlos is? Uh, Matthew Thomas. Matthew Birch. Matthew Birch. Thomas. Wolf. Wolf. Uh, what's And Daniel Novak. Yes, yeah, Daniel, Daniel Novak. Man. Daniel Novak, yes. Novak. Novak, are you a pulp? Hmm? They ask if you're they ask Daniel Novak if he's Polish. Where'd you come here from, Novak? I, c- I came from Poland. Poland, yes. Yes. Your French doesn't sound very great, Novak. Hmm? All right, so somebody else speak for him when we have to do the other stuff. Um, so, Thomas, where are you coming here from? I'm coming here from New York. And your previous occupation was? I was a student. And what are you planning to do in, France, uh, in Spain? Join the Foreign Legion. You can see that he's very, very nervous as he says these words. Well, we've got the foreign leader here in France, I'm assuming in the International Brigade? Yes. Okay, and then Thomas, Matthew. Matthew introduces himself. My name is Matthew Birch. I am an ex-sniper who worked alongside Otto, and I am also planning on joining the International Brigade. Daniel, we've got him, we've got Carlos. Well, that seems to be everybody here. Now, then, here, he hands you some various documents, uh, legalese, passports, whatnot, and he says, these are what you will need to get into uh, Spain. You should assume your covert identities because, well, it would do well to have you be caught and then traced back to us. And you should practice your stories because I see here that's a Thomas, and Otto, you both seem to be carrying rifles with you? And are, are those pistols as well? You need a way to kill fascists. All I'm saying is it's probably not going to be looking good when you pass through the British's security zone to be carrying a rifle and a pistol on you. Perhaps you should leave them here? Mm. Uh, hey, Novik. You're good with rifles, right? By the way, uh, Novak has um, has a broken level of comprehension in French, and he does not know how to read French. So I'm going to be rolling every time he says to you in French. Okay. Anything less than a five, you don't understand a word of what he's saying. Okay. No, Daniel. Daniel. Ryland. Novak. 
Yes. Sam's talking to you, Rylan. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you know how to take a rifle apart into its base pieces and reassemble it? Uh, I, I think so. I believe I can okay. You do Matthew looks to you, Otto, and says, like I worked with you. I know how. You knew how to shoot. Okay? They didn't teach us how to build it or take it apart. They, sh they taught us how to shoot. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a quick aside. What do you mean by that? If you're going to be a sniper, you're going to have to know how to clean your gun. Yeah. You well, I no, I mean like completely take it apart to its like base bits. Yes, that's part of cleaning the gun. Do you guys know how to the point that doesn't look like a gun anymore. To the point that it looks kind of, you know, like all the bolts and stuff. Okay, well, the LaBelle is a very simple bolt-action rifle. So you pull it apart. It's also a long rifle, meaning that's about as tall as you. So mm -hmm. you pull it apart. You've got the stock, which is as tall as you. You've got the barrel, which is about half as long, well, actually three-quarters as long as the stock. So you've got those two. You've got the tube magazine, which is about uh, five-eighths as long as the stock. You've got those three things. You've got the spring. You pull it apart, and it's not really all that small. Okay, then. Just so it would be very difficult to transport. And the fact that none of you are trans smugglers? Yeah, that's probably not happening. Okay, then. I guess we'll simply France, just... Spain. It's not France. Spain. France is not having a civil war. France has a civil yeah. What do you mean France isn't having a civil war? They're having one, like, every 50 years. <laughs> what? I was making a joke about France having a revolution every... Don't we are so, the Americans here, aren't we? Okay. Yes, yes, we are. All right. So that plan won't work. I, the Frenchman says, I really think that the best way for you to get your weapon into Spain is perhaps to say that you're going to be there on a hunting trip. I'm sure that that's some good game. Over there. I guess. I'm sure that you can find some justification to be carrying a scope rifle into the country. Pistols, though, might make you look a little bit militant. Perhaps it's best to leave them here. Well, see, there's a lot of small game like rabbits and stuff that, you know, being able to fire seven rounds into is necessary. And you like that rather than a rifle. Matthew kind of steps in and says, we'll take care of that. Okay, yes. Um, well, then, train departs later. I'll leave you to yourselves. You said Thomas was one of the people carrying a rifle? Yes, uh, Thomas Birch and Matthew Birch. Thomas Wolf, you mean? Okay, Matthew Birch, the sniper, is carrying a rifle. Okay. And Otto Schuster, the other sniper, is carrying a rifle. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Not the college student. The college student is completely unarmed. Yes. Uh, and looking kind of shifty. Matthew and Otto. The rest of you are just armed with your fists. Yeah. Well, that's not good for them. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it won't be too hard to find a weapon in the war zone, especially since you guys are linking up with a, um, you know, military force who will supply you with yeah. ammunition. Okay, that's good. 
So let's just hope they don't get shot before then. In the intervening times uh, between now and when the train leaves, you sort of talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Matthew, Matthew kind of approaches Otto and says, let's just drop the pistols somewhere. We don't want to risk actually getting arrested because of them. Hmm. And I don't trust those smugglers with them either. Fine. Good chance they'll shoot us. All right. You know, could disassemble them. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you drop them? Probably outside the train. Maybe Some garbage. in the distance. You're not on the train yet. You're waiting. Yeah. So, oh. Matthew throws his in a uh, random garbage can as he passes. Okay. And Thomas, uh, not Thomas, and Otto, where do you put yours? Probably throw it under something. Okay. Like garbage. What do you do with all the ammunition? Uh, would they be suspicious about having ammunition or just a gun? Not suspicious to not be carrying a pistol, but be carrying 35 rounds of ammunition and three spare magazines. I can just yeah, say that would I would be more suspicious than I accidentally pistol. bought the wrong type of ammo for my rifle, but I didn't want to just and, throw it away. And okay. the clips. One's eight millimeter, which is um, larger than thirty caliber, right? The other one's twenty-five caliber. Hmm. My cousin, my cousin bought it for me. Just, just get rid of the ammo. Just get rid of the ammo. Okay. Matthew. Lots of supplies, but. Matthew just drops them all in the same can as the uh, pistol. Nobody notices. Kind of lucky, but. I don't know. I'm not telling you how I roll. If the cops had noticed, that would be a real hassle to explain. Yeah, hey, having one of you arrested <laughs> and missing the train. <laughs> All right, and and Otto, we'll assume he's the next one, and we'll just buy Fiat so that he does that. So uh, Carlos and Thomas have sort of gotten off into a corner, and they're talking to each other about socialism. What do they say to each other? I would say, you know, being uh, Carlos being a commie, uh, he'd ta probably talk about. Marco syndicalist. Huh? I don't know what an arco syndicalist is. Syndicalism is the leftist theory that all of the workers in the world should unify into a giant union and then use that union to control government. And well, then that union should be the government. Anarcho-syndicalism is the modification of that theory to say that the, then the giant international union should rise up and destroy all the world's governments. Hmm. There's a reason why it hasn't been popular since the 1920s. It's not a great theory. Yeah. Yeah. That, pretty much any kind of anarchism isn't that great, if you think yeah. about it. You make it work, but... <laughs> Won't be real anarchism after that point. Yeah. That's the way leftism is, am I right, lads? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. So what are you saying to each other? You're, I'm, I, I assume you all know what socialism is, yes? Yes. Okay. Good. I'm not going to have to tell you. Okay. So you two are arguing about stuff. What, what are you arguing about in regards to that? Uh, probably how if you are a socialist, then you are a commie, but a commie in denial. Okay. I'm assuming Carlos is the one saying this. To another leftist? You, you guys do know what the difference between communism and socialism actually is, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. To me, just so I can make sure that you are educated on this topic as well. You guys gonna reply to that or? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, socialism is basically where there is still like independent like groups like corporations and stuff. Communism is where the state owns every single thing. Actually, both of those are wrong. Under communism, yeah, independent corporations. Oh. Basically, for most intents and purposes, I'm going to simplify things and say socialism is like communism, except communists generally want to have a revolution and disagree about the bounds of private property, but not as to whether or not private property should exist and also which sorts of corporations should be nationalized. Communists usually want a much more expansive government control and industry where socialists usually want the government control to be more narrow and usually want the government to focus on equality of outcome, whereas socialists want to focus on, to, well, communists want to focus on controlling everything rather than just equality of outcome. Isn't that what I said? No. What no, is basically Canada, Which is not socialist. It's a resource extraction machine with socialized healthcare slapped on it make everybody not realize that it's just designed to extract resources. Okay, whatever. You guys debate the finer points of theory, we'll say. You should read some theory to help get in character. Uh, uh, over, uh, over. Um, okay, other last thing. Um, you guys continue to chat between yourselves. What do you make of the fact that there's a Pole with you who's kind of just jibbering at you in Polish, attempting to get you to understand him? As long as he can shoot, he's fine. Okay. What's Carlos? Matthew. Or, oh. Just for Carlos' opinion? Get yeah, Carlos. Yeah. I would say Carlos just hopes he doesn't shoot everyone. Okay. Because he is very old, and we don't know how good his eyesight is. What are Thomas and Matthew's opinions of this random poll gibbering at them in Polish? Matthew is kind of uh, thinking, I'm going to keep my distance from this one more than I'm going to keep my distance from the others. Ah, and Thomas? Wolf? Thomas isn't sure what to think. He's... 
preoccupied with himself and more preoccupied with his own concerns than other people's yeah all right the train arrived late at night and you board it and you are now on your way to spain what do you guys do to prepare for the border crossing up ahead um thomas uh, let's see practices his role of course okay and what does thomas start saying well, he basically tries to memorize his name and the reason for why he's supposedly crossing over. Uh, yes. And what is his name and reason for crossing over? Okay. Oh, I... Um, I suppose I could go silly with this. Uh, Pick a biblical name. Pick a non-biblical name. Jean-Luc. Sure. And is his name. Um, I mean, his reason for crossing over... can't take a hmm? French accent to convince them. Hmm? Since you do have native level comprehension, you can roll against your health to fake a um, regional accent. Okay. Um, reason for crossing over. What would be a good reason for crossing over right. that isn't suspicious? All right. Uh, well, he's focusing on his role. What's uh, what's the uh, what's the pole's role? Why is he crossing over? What's his name? Um. He's going to go with the name Damien, but he's going to act senile-ish. Almost a little bit senile. Okay. And acting senile is a reason to get led into war zone, into a war zone. Why? Because remember, they're, they're, they're trying to keep out people who could possibly be volunteering on either side. That's the reason why there's a border check. Otherwise, if this were just the 30s, you would just need to show your ID and get right over the border. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. My story, what would be it? I guess it's turning into a war zone. I don't know. I don't really. What would be a good reason a Polish person is coming to this? You come to visit Spain, or perhaps, or I don't know, you've got, uh, you visited Spain once before, and you're coming back to see an old friend? Yeah, I guess an old friend could be. I'm not sure, man. And you're going to converse with in Polish? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. And... I have Thomas's reason for going over, or Jean-Luc's. Jean He's going over to visit a pen pal of his that was in Spain. Aha, mm. uh -huh. I see. And the other one, uh, Matthew's reason? Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to keep on thinking about that one. Go to Sam. Uh, Carlos is for traveling back to Spain. I'm going on a hunting trip. Carlos doesn't have a weapon, though. Carlos? Oh. oh, I thought yeah. you said Otto. Uh, no. Carlos, uh, he's going to see his family. Ah. Yeah. And I have proof of that because family picture with him. See, that's a good thing. You've got to convince him. And like the other one, make a French accent. That's a little bit of a convincer. So what we got? I have. We got. I have Matthews, and this might actually work well for Sam's as well. Yes. Okay. What's Matthews' reason? Marcus Baker is crossing over to go on a joint hunting trip with his friend. Uh, Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> Uh, Stephen, last name Price? Sure. Stephen. Stephen Price. All right, cool. You reach the border, you present your paperwork, everything goes smoothly until they see the rifles. They say, ah, I'm sorry, my sirs. As you no doubt already know, Spain is in a state of war. Is it? We simply cannot allow you to bring this weaponry into the country. Is it that one? Uh, Matthew says, all right, sirs. And hands him, them the rifle and uh, ammunition. And Otto? Is there a war going on? What? Is there a war? Yeah. You're going to act clueless. Oh, I didn't know there was a war. Since when? Gosh. I don't know. A couple months ago? Wow. Between who? Between the nationalists and the republicans. I've never heard of those countries. Just give us... Being ignorant of How is he being more senior on the old man? can't allow you to bring in weapons. Okay. Give us the Matthew weapons. turns to him and says, I said like three minutes ago. The weapons. I said yes. I said yes. I give them the weapons. I said that already. Okay. All right, cool. So now everyone is weaponless and you are capable of proceeding across the border into Spain. At this point, Ooh. all scene calling is up to you guys. Hmm. So, you were, oh wait, no, actually there's one last scene that I had pre-written. You uh, cross the Pyrenees into Spain, and you wind up in the little town of Belver de Cardenia. Now, Belver de Cardenia is a little city. It is in Catalonia, and is thus currently under the control of anarchists. Okay. You have ah. Belver, but unfortunately... You all have no idea where the hell you're supposed to go to to join up with the international brigades. You figure mm. that the Republicans currently holding the city might know. The problem is they're anarchists and don't really want anything to do with you statists. Matthew tries to find a map somewhere, like someplace that sells a map uh, of Spain. I think Belver de Cardania is way too small to have any such store. 
Okay. Can we send the crazy pole in? Yes, we send Daniel the crazy pole in. Daniel will go up to Otto. Daniel will go. Daniel will stick next to Otto, and um, um, am I drawing a blank on the name? Which one is it? The American, the Brit, the the people that we're going to plan on being on a joint hunting trip. Forget that's yeah. Otto and Matthew. Otto and Matthew uh, go up to stay next to Otto and Matthew and follow them because they were so nice to him. In his mind, I wonder if we could buy rifles here for our hunting trip. Oh. Hmm. Yes. I couldn't quite hear you. Those those anarchists over there do seem to be quite well armed. Hmm. Hey, let's send the crazy pole. Yeah. yeah. See what uh, Matthew actually communicate with them. If you don't understand a word he's saying, you're not going to be able well, to Well the you see. The brilliance of this plan is the crazy pole distracts them, and then we steal their guns. Why is the pole? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't actually have us do that. Don't have us do that. That's gonna get us killed. Okay. No, my idea here is, we send him over. Send him over there. Then after he bothers them for like a minute, we go over and tell them about our predicament that me and my brother wanted to take our grandpa on a, or father on a hunting trip before, you know, he kicks the bucket. But we lost our rifles on the, well, traveling over. But do we look anything alike is the question. No. Yeah. The other one is Polish, and the other one is British. You all have three different hair colors. One of your hair is red, one of your hair is is um, not yellow, one of your hair is blonde, and one of your hairs is black. Okay. So that's probably not gonna work. Our dad had, wait, I know how we go about this. Our dad had prostitutes. See, there, no family connection other than by the dad. Oh my God. Um, that this is going to require a deception roll. I I don't think. Please tell me I don't understand a word they're saying. For that, so. Nope. Yeah, you don't understand a word we're saying. Yeah. So Matthew and Otto, you know, oh, no. both. Uh, I said Otto, but I really mean Thomas. I said Thomas, but I really mean Matthew. Yes, all right. Now, you see, uh, Otto here actually has a skill which could come in very useful. He has the skill of diplomacy, which is the general purpose skill for interacting with people. Failing a diplomacy role never puts you in a worse position than if you had failed a role with any one of the other persuasion skills, such as sex appeal or intimidation. Because you fail an intimidation role, they're not at all intimidated by you. You fail a sex appeal role, they're really, really turned off and think that you're quite disgusting. So, so let's go fool them. Uh, how do I? Matthew is 
straight up not wanting anything to do with this. Come on, brother, brother. We can fool them and get rifles. Okay, all right, all right. Matthew looks at Otto. I'm I'm going to give them an unmodified IQ roll to realize that you're not telling the truth. Oh, would you look at that? Yeah, Matthew is having nothing to they, do with this. On their IQ roll, they say they, to you, in Catalonian, and thus in a language that neither one of you speaks. What are I you? know who does, though. Carlos. Uh, you wave Carlos over. Okay, so you wave Carlos over. Carlos comes up, and I say to you, what the hell do you think you're doing here? What? Matt. Can I? Can we please say that Matthew had nothing to do with this, and that no. Otto was the one who dragged him over? Because <laughs> yeah, we, we, no, I ask that you say that, Mister. All right, just don't mess with us anymore and get on your way. Yeah, you really pissed off the local militia in this town, and they don't really want anything more to do with you. Why would they be pissed off? Because you just tried to ask them where guns were. Yes. No, I asked them if there were any hunting stores in the area to buy hunting supplies. Huh. And you think that any hunting rifles, which at the time were effectively the same as military rifles, oftentimes literally just military rifles, literally just the surplus rifles, would not be currently in use by either side of this war? Eh. Eh. All right. Uh, All right. Okay. So... Is it just me or is that kind of dumb? And you are left walking out in Spain. And oh. thus ends the last of the scenes that I have pre-written. You all now have the chance to call scenes. You can call either a procedural scene, in which case I will break out the character sheets, break out the rule books, and I'll get rolling, or a, a dramatic scene, in which case your characters get to interact with one another. And we go in the order of people that I have down here, which is Sam, and then Ryland, and then Jacob. So, Sam, it is your chance to call the first scene. Well, I think right now our group would be focused on finding out where we're supposed to go. Okay. So, so where was the closest town compared to that one? Yeah. Hold on. Procedural or... Really far away. Maybe better mm. to talk. Hmm. But the thing is, none of you really packed much extra food. Hmm. Are there any food stores in town? Yes, and, well, Otto's got money, but it's all in Reichsmarks. Not it. Ah, that's probably going to get me shot. Yeah, it could. So you're going to hmm. find something to perhaps barter with them? Oh, I know who would have money. Carlos. Oh, Carlos. Maybe. Yeah, because he would have to send it over in the in Spanish. Yeah, that's true, actually. Carlos, Carlos does have enough money, and uh, he has just enough money to purchase you all one day's rations, and you head over to the nearby town, which is Good. also in the hands of anarchists. They have not from the other town about you, though, because... Radios are not a very big presence in this war. And I don't think they really care about two, a group of weirdos. Yeah, but just do your best not to bother them this time, okay? Sure. 
your scene concludes with the um jeez. Your 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 scene concludes with the acquisition of that food. It is now Ryland's turn to call a scene. Ryland, please call the next scene. Uh, since we just got food, um, we might need to look. I, okay, we need to look for where we need to go right now. Yeah. Yeah. So go up once again to the people in in the city. Are you going to resolve this as a procedural scene or as a dramatic scene? Uh, let's go uh, procedural. Okay. So procedural. So I'm going to assume that you're walking up some. Uh, so you are down. Yes. So we make an influence roll. They don't know you, so I'm going to give them minus two for the distrust of you. You don't have any modifiers for appearance, but you don't speak the language well, or really at all, because they all speak Catalonian. Carlos. Yeah, and Carlos in instead? Uh, Except Carlos, I thought. Yeah, Carlos can speak Catalonian. Okay, so see Carlos is actually useful to you here because what you are asking them is a very basic thing. I will allow you to substitute a diplomacy role entirely for the influence role to ask to give them instructions as to where you should go. So we're rolling against 14. Uh, Carlos speaks Catalonian natively, so no modifiers there. And we got six, five, you rolled 11. You succeed, and you succeed well. They tell you that you need to go to, to I had it written down here. Um, they tell you that you need to head either to Madrid or to Albacete, which if you had a car would be about two days journey from here. Either way, but since you don't have a car, and they can't give you one, you're going to need to figure out some alternate mode of transport. Are there any horses around? You're going to steal a horse, is that what you're suggesting? Whoa, whoa, hey, <laughs> Carlos ain't a thief. Or neither of them are thieves. Yet. There's a carriage service somewhere around here. Well, how much does a horse, well, how many, how much would, I guess, Two horses cost to rent. Probably quite a lot. Rent a horse. Yes, rent it. Like That's a car. Thing. Happened. Especially around this time, you basically either had a car or you stuck around the local area or used a wagon. But mm. they, you know. In a few days, we've got somebody going to actually. Some reports from around here, up there. They're going to travel by wagon. You just hitch a ride with them when they come along. So okay. Please get out of our hair. We'll put you up in the local inn. We'll give you some food, give you some water. But dangerous for you all to be traveling around here without any weapons. So we'll see if we can find you some guns. Yes, because of course they had to take away our guns and those rude, rude people wouldn't tell us where to buy some. 
for our poor, poor grand dad's hunting trip. All right. You're still going, you've gotten into the country. Are you still going with that lousy lie about your granddad and his hunting trip? No, dad. That's you. Yeah. Matthew has basically dropped it and is trying to get Otto to drop it as well. I don't see why it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm still confused. Of course you are. Your character. We've managed to find a way to the socialist side of the country, but we're going to have to wait a few days. The militia in the town that we traveled to is basically going to set us up in an inn and give us weapons for the trip. Which, by the way, the trip shouldn't be bad because this is the very beginning of the war. So the lines are just barely being drawn up. There's not really been any attacks behind the lines. And you're so far behind them that even the threat of German bombers is not really a big deal. Hmm. Unless you live in America. Hey, war crimes reference. Uh, wars As I said before, fortunate sun intensifies. Yeah, okay, so what are we dealing with now? It's Jacob, it's your turn. You get to call the next scene. Now you should, somebody should really start calling dramatic scenes because you guys are gonna want to have. Um, yeah, I was thinking like dramatic scene at one of the inns. Hmm? I was thinking dramatic scene at one of the inns between the time when the carriage actually arrives. But or, scenes have to be called between two characters, so it's between who and who. I'd say Matthew and Otto, because Otto mm. seems to be a bit... Uh, He's different. Getting on Matthew's nerves a bit. Yeah, right. I don't see what you mean. What do you want from Otto in this scene? Matthew in the scene wants for Otto to be reasonable and drop the act. It's no longer necessary to do that. Okay. Now both of you get into character and Otto, we need to talk. Yes. Why are you still latching on to that stupid backstory? This, we're getting ready for a war, and yes. you're acting like this is a plague. My dear friend, I have gone to more wars and fought for longer than you. Wait, how old, how old is he? They're both roughly the same age. And oh, together for I thought he was like in his 20s or something. <laughs> Dude, you didn't even fight in any actual wars of the NFL. You you fought in one battle, and besides that, you were doing police work. Eh, police with a bunch of terrorists is pretty dangerous. Not really terrorists, just people who wanted to own guns. Yeah, at the time, and you know, British they standards. During it. Oh, I thought that was your other character. Oh. No. Oh, okay. The, the name kind of jumbled in the beginning, but 
but yeah. Matthew Birch. Yes. Versus yes. Arthur in this scene. Yeah. Okay, cool. So continue on as you were. Oh, well, a good cover story is always needed. Well, when we get to that point, we get to that point. Okay. The local militia is letting us go. We don't need this stupid cover story yet. Oh, then just say that. Fine. All right, so got the end of the scene there? I suppose, yes. Okay, Sam, since you granted Jacob's um, ask willingly, you receive another point. Oh. If you had not, Jacob would have received a point from the kitty, but actually, since you had one, he would have taken your point away. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Sam is turned. It is Sam's turn to call the next scene. Hmm. Thematic or procedural? Uh, let's go with dramatic. And it's between who and who? Uh, probably Otto and Novak. Okay, so their only shared language is French and... Yes. Novak only has broken level comprehension, so that's going to make this scene majorly difficult. So, I have to roll every okay. something. Okay. Can you hear me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Kind of. I can sort of understand you. It's it's hard. I, I haven't really learned the language. You get the gist of what he's saying. He's, you understand that he says mostly. Okay. And you do know who we're fighting, right? I believe so, yes. You know, also, by the way, nods are pretty universal, so shaking your head. Okay. And obviously he gets the idea of not. So, continue. Okay. And you're not, like, senile yet, right? You're not going to accidentally shoot one of us? Okay. We're only to make sure uh, unless... he did not understand a word you just said. Okay. You will not he doesn't know shoot that he didn't understand what you just said. Us. Huh? He doesn't know that he didn't understand what you just said. Oh, I'm guessing by him not doing anything oh, is... Shut up. I just get... I know. Um, I'm just gonna say I, I'm just gonna give him a confused look. Really, it's okay. Yeah, I don't understand what he's saying, and that's what, but I, I, that's what I'm gonna say. I like I don't understand. Like, 
Wait, what's the goal of this scene? I want to make sure that he is fully capable of actually, like, doing his job here. That's not an emotional goal. So this is just a dialogue scene, then. Oh. Yeah, so that, that will have no bearing on the token economy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that was, I'll just keep rolling to make sure everybody understood everything. So you're so you are able to, you know, fight and stuff, right? He more or less gets what you're saying. Okay. Uh, I nod, I nod at him and and just uh, try uh, and just say yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that you aren't accidentally going to shoot one of us. I'm not that old. Mm, I don't know about that. You said I'm not that old correctly. You guys gotta wait after you say each thing to make sure that I roll. Because okay. 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 Level comprehension. It's not just that he, it's not that it's, it's not just that he can't understand you. It's that he doesn't know how to speak French well. So what he says is not like doesn't make perfect sense either. It's really idiosyncratic. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted. What's your mom asking you, dude? Do you have to go? Um, no, no, no. It's my brothers. They keep barging in. Uh, and they don't have a lock, so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you have any way that, like, you can tell them not to disturb you? Can you put something on the door? Um, my, my parents have already told them to stop doing this. They're just giving me a couple of heads up. Because, like I said, I have family coming over soon. Put a, put a sock on the door. That's for a different thing, man. Hmm? Jacob, you might you muted yourself. Jacob. Yeah, it's because it's because he's laughing at that. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, the scene goes. So up. I, you you get the gist that. Yeah. Um, Daniel is not going to make a fool of himself. Rylan, okay. you get to call the next scene. Um, so right now we're on, heading up on our way. Yes. Right. Uh, I I'm gonna call a dramatic scene. I'm gonna ask why everyone's here. What is their actual reason for coming so the goal is it needs to be specifically between you and one other character and mm. the goal could be more better stated as to discern whether or not they're trustworthy would that make sense kind of kind of yeah i'm gonna go with i haven't talked to a lot of people other than like Otto, mm. so i'm gonna try and get to know matthew a bit Okay, Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. 
Big mood. Uh, Matthew time. So Matthew has native level French comprehension, so yeah. yeah All right. Be... So what do you say to him, Rylan? So why are you here? And we roll to give you understand you. He sort of gets what you're saying, but he doesn't get the proper connotation. He thinks that you're angry at him, like asking him why he's even here, like he's slowing you down or something. Matthew kind of raises an eyebrow, but otherwise doesn't respond. this point i'm starting to get a little a little angry that no one's really paying attention to me because of my age so i'm i'm just going to go up into his face and say okay tell me what is your reason to fight hang on i'm realizing that now giving you a broken level comprehension of french is going to be a horrible idea long term because we're going to keep doing these roles yeah, like I said, like I said, um, the he, language barrier is going to be a problem. Yeah, he could gain a better understanding as things go on. That okay? If I knock you right up to accented, because when you have accented, your your speech sounds weird, but it's not like impossible to understand. Yeah. Cool. There you go. I passed you four points. So we are totally professionals, people. Totally. Yes. Whoa. Most definitely. I didn't realize it was going to be that big of an issue until I literally started having to realize, like, yeah, every couple of seconds to make sure that he's actually understanding what's going on around him. But yeah, there we go. Now French is your actual lingua franca. Oh, so continue speaking. Just speak normally now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just ask him. Okay. What is your reason for fighting? I've got a great message in the chat here from Jacob, and it says, the only thing we're professional at is idiocy. That here is the motto of Cato Friday Productions. The only thing that we're professional at is not being professional. Matthew pauses for a second and says, because it's the right thing to do, and leaves it at that. All right, now, uh, Ryland, do you quite trust I feel that he has his reasons for fighting and he is going to do what he must to do the right thing. Okay. So, Jacob, since you granted ask, you've received one point. All right. That means that you, Jacob, are next up in the calling rotation. I think a procedural scene where the or are we already on the way? We're on the way. Okay. Hmm. You can still call a procedural scene. Like you can call a procedural scene. I think 
that, hmm, you know, Thomas hasn't really seen much. Thomas, nothing happened. a dramatic scene between Thomas and someone else? That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Or you could just also call a straight up dialogue scene. Which is between multiple characters or more than two or since there's not really an emotional component involved, it would have no bearing on our token economy. It just allows players to actually talk with each other in character. Yeah, that would probably be the best. And who is all going to be in this dialogue scene? Thomas. Mm -hmm. Um Matthew. Uh what's Riley's character? Daniel. You're gonna play two characters at once in this? Hmm? You're gonna play two characters? Hmm. Maybe just Thomas, Daniel, and Carlos. He hasn't gotten enough love yet. Okay. So Thomas, Daniel, and Carlos, you are all conversing on the way there. What are you talking about? Thomas is wondering whether or not this was the right idea. Whether he he's wondering whether or not he should have come with and gotten on that train. Um, all right, so he asks you, do you really think that I'm right for the job? Do you really think that I can hack it out here? And uh, what do Daniel and uh, Carlos say? I say, um, I'm going to say that well, if no one does it, how's it going to get done? Yeah. And uh, Thomas, what's your response to that? Well, what if by trying to do it, I'm just going to make it worse? You know, have, have you never had that feeling? This, this seems like a good time for Carlos to step in. Sam. Yeah. All right. Carlos. Uh, well, Carlos has to be here to defend his family. Mm -hmm. So it's not only a matter of, you know, what's best for himself as, you know, him physically and stuff, but also for his children and his wife. And the bearing of this on the scene that's been called is what? Because what he just said was he's going make everything worse by being here. Then wasn't isn't the scene for whether or not he should even be here? Yeah, and he's that. talking to Carlos and Daniel. Yeah, didn't he ask yeah. Carlos, you know, what's the point and why is he even here and stuff? But, but after he started talking to Daniel, I said that what he just said is a good thing for you to step in on. Well, Okay, yeah, and it's not just about himself. He also has to put other people in front of him, you know. Why are you talking? Does Carlos talk in the third person? No, I'm trying to explain what Carlos is saying. No, I'm trying to explain what Carlos is saying. Yeah. Yeah, talk as if you are Carlos. Okay. 
That's what's oh. bad dialogue scene. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But um, how about this? I'll just say that. Well, if well, what was the last thing he said again? Well, all worse. You know, have you ever had that feeling? Well, yes, I've had that feeling, but you can't make things better if you don't try, and you can't make things worse. Really? Well, you can make things worse by trying. Wow, harsh words from Carlos there. Okay. Oh, oh rather in character. Okay, and uh, what's what's Thomas's response to all this? He's kind of thinking, see? This is what I'm talking about. You can make things worse by trying. It... Yes, but this world is built on mistakes. But one mistake is all it could take to cause it all to tumble down. A small mistake is fine, but if I end up making the biggest mistake of my life or anyone's life, I could cause everything that not just me, but other people are fighting for to just be gone, dust. I should mention that Thomas is a pacifist. Oh. Uh, okay. But, no, but your characters don't know that yet, so. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I still think that you really don't know unless you commit to it. Just do your best, and that's all anyone could ever ask. Okay. Any further interjections from Carlos? No. No. Okay. So that scene resolves itself, and we're back up in the calling rotation. And Sam, you get to call the next scene. Are we there yet? Well, I mean, we can arrive whenever you want to, provided that uh, everybody else agrees that nothing interesting happens along the way up until. Do you guys want to get your gear yet or still talk a bit more? Why would you be getting your gear yet? I mean, get there because that's. I think, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna use my turn to talk, but you can use whatever you want. So, are we doing that? We don't have any gear. Mm -hmm. I think well, we should stop and get gear, be and then... gear by the the Republican Army, right? We're not just going to show up there and then be sent out into the field gearless. I mean, things aren't desperate yet for the Republican Army. Yeah. Yet. No. Yeah, yet. That, yes, but we don't have any, like, we don't have any weapons or anything like that. That's what, yet, you know, yet. that's why we're going there. Yes, and if we get there, they're going to give us weapons, ship, ship you guys off to training camp, and send you off to the front. Yes. Although, to be fair, training camps at the time were more ideological and less practical. 
So, Sam, we'll just call us in. And we're not doing the wolf attack, right? I mean, we can do it if you want to. Hmm. We don't have weapons. Yeah, and wolves, well, you can punch them to death. Not recommended. (laughs) Have to make me dig out the staff for a wolf. Yeah, so uh, how about we just, does anyone else want to get to the camp or do you want to still talk? Let's start shooting crap. I think I'm just going to still talk. At least I know I want. Well, you can do that. One more thing Albacete. before we head so back to camp. Is is your scene just the arrival at Albacete? Yeah. Okay. So you come into Albacete. It's a very, very nice looking city. Nothing mm-hmm. in ruins yet. And so a few miles. Spoilers. Which is always help. Unlike Madrid, which is currently almost surrounded. And you show up, you ask around, and you find your way to the Republican Army Recruitment Office. So, Ryland, this is your next scene to call. How much time do you have left before people show up? I Not, not that long of a time. I, I need to get going soon, so um, I'll just make this quick as possible. Yeah, and um, if, if you need to leave, we can keep going without you. He needed to take a nap. Who? The old dude. I think I think uh, I'm just going to do one quick thing. Um, I'm going to call a dialogue session. Yep. With almost everyone except for maybe I talked to Matthew, right? Oh yeah, I talked to Matthew already. I'm just going to ask everyone's reasons for fighting in this okay okay and Ryland when you go um you'll need to make your ending argument for what your dramatic pulls were and how you brought them out in relation to beginnings mm-hmm. and then we'll uh we'll rank you at the end of the thing because there's a ranking system and then that determines who gets a Benny for the next episode mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call. I'm just gonna talk to everyone in general and just say, okay, what's everyone's reason for being here? What are you fighting? What are you fighting for? Do you want to say maybe you know, now that we're here, is everybody sure that they still want to go through with us? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, are you sure any anyone having regrets? Okay, and um, yeah. So, Matthew uh, Thomas Wolf, right? That's the past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel to me like uh, Thomas would be quite unsure as to whether or not he really should go through with this. So what does, what does Thomas have to say to his question? I don't know. I'm... <sighs> I... I don't think I can fight. I don't know Maybe I should just fight. go back. How do you hope to go back? Done this once. Megan Driver says. I don't know. I'll figure some way back. Hmm. Perhaps you'd be better off 
seeing whether or not you truly can fight. You may surprise yourself. Thomas kind of mutters something. If, if Can't quite hear him, but pause, then I'm sure you'll find a way to help it, even even if you can't necessarily fight weapons. All right, and then Matthew, what does he say? He already talked to Matthew, so Matthew's not yeah, included yeah, in this. Yeah, that's say. I already said Matthew, excluding Matthew, because I've already talked to him one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. I mean Thomas. What's your reason for fighting, Thomas? Because I, I feel like I have a debt to pay back to Otto. I saved him, you know? No, I didn't save Otto. But Otto saved you? Yeah, he's saying Otto saved him. That's... So you feel like you've got a debt to pay back to him, and the only way you can really do that is by saving his life on the field of battle? Or by at least helping him on the field of battle. Okay. And then Otto and Carlos, and then you can make your closing argument right on so everyone here has a reason to fight, and everyone feels like it's their duty to do so. I don't know if I want to fight myself. I've already gone through this once. I don't know if I can do it again. Okay. My best. All right. Is uh, any interjections from Otto or Carlos? <laughs> do Otto or Carlos have anything to say? Uh, no, no interjections or anything. Okay. Ryland, what were your dramatic pulls for this episode? What two versions of I your feel, between? I feel like I could be a mentor. Uh, like I'm the mentor of the group so far. Okay. And yeah. so you're, so one pull, you're, you're caught between being a mentor and what's the other version of you that you're caught between? I'm caught between being a mentor and a soldier. I have soldier. to, yeah. And how did you bring out mentor versus soldier in relation to the episode? Help others be the best soldier they can as well. And you did that how? By, by helping Matthew through his problems and others too. So what you're saying is by helping Matthew through his problems, you brought out your mentor side. Yes. Okay, so we'll take that into consideration. You you can feel free to log off now. Yep. See ya. Okay. So next up in our calling rotation is Jacob. Shooty, shooty, killy, killy stuff. That can't happen yet. None of you have been trained. Yeah, we go to the recruiters. 
Yeah, so you go into the recruiters. All right. This is obviously procedural. Are you calling a dialogue or a dramatic scene between you and the recruiters? Probably be best for just dialogue. I mean, yeah, I suppose because they're characters, so you can't call it dramatic. Unless yeah. you want to involve one of Sam's characters. Because there could be some potential for stuff mm -hmm. to do with, with, um, mm -hmm. with Carlos. Given that Carlos maybe is starting to show some signs of his cowardice. Ooh. Dramatic with Thomas and Carlos. Uh -huh. Two cowards. <laughs> the tension is building. All right, and what is your dramatic goal as Thomas with Carlos? With Thomas, the dramatic poles are pacifist versus activist. What's your goal in the scene? Goal. Oh. Yeah, not poles. Sorry. Sorry, I I misheard that. Um. Hmm. To see if they're willing to go the full way. Okay. So, what's in uh, Thomas basically wants reassurance that what he's doing is the right thing. Everybody else committed, and that and hope that the reassurance of that will help him move forward. Yes. All right. Okay. Open the scene, Thomas. This is last. If I do this, there's no going back. You sure you want to do this? You're going to end up killing someone eventually. It's necessary. I have to protect my family. If I don't, who knows what will happen to this country. I don't have enough money or even a way to get them out of this country. I have to defend it. For at least the sake of my children and my wife. And you, what are you defending it for? What brought you here to see well. Couldn't quite hear that. What, what, what are you defending Spain for? What brought you here? Well, it's that or let the fascists get to it, but I don't know if I'm ready to, if I should kill someone. Are really willing to do something like that? Just Thomas, they're not human, okay? That's your problem. You are thinking them of as humans. They are not. That went places, okay. Well then, um... Isn't that normal? Isn't that what everyone said at the time? Isn't that typical with the whole demonification of them after World War One, and then later on with everything? Uh, no. 
people acknowledge mostly that fascists were just under the sway of bad influences. That that opinion mm. wouldn't be very common outside of the Soviet Union itself. Mm. Even then, that would only be a common opinion after Operation Barbarossa. Oh, well. the Soviet Union. Yeah. You used to call me so. If you held that opinion, you'd be viewed as. He's not a commie. My character is. Jeez, we. No, he's not. Nobody in this party is a communist. Why? It adds in some political diversity. This, people, is proof that we are just your average idiotic Americans. Look, I looked it up and I saw that the difference was that still communists say that no, no one can have private property. What? I looked. That's why you got. Nobody here is a communist. And okay, okay, socialist. That I want to give much platform space to. Okay, socialist. He's socialist. Yes, you're socialist, and stop calling people communists. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the 1960s anymore. You never know. It ain't no. Mom, I, yes. Okay, so continuing on, you just said why you're willing to fight, but you're not so sure that you're truly willing to kill for it. And he just said that fascists aren't humans. Thomas kind of uh, gets a freaked out look and kind of slowly starts trying to get out of the conversation right. by leaving the general vicinity of this man. So the conversation comes to an abrupt close. Jacob, see why. you did from this conversation? I, I, I couldn't hear you. Uh, Thomas get the closure that he needed from the conversation. No, not at all. Okay. And but Yeah, and Sam, just because you roleplayed that so unconvincingly, I'm taking away one of your points and giving it over to Jacob. Oh, come on. Don't worry. It actually there's a time for jokes. And there's a time points. Because also, since he hasn't accumulated money, not a big deal. Okay, so that scene is over. Um, I'm going to call an interstitial scene. You are heading off to training camp. You can play this as dramatic or as uh, procedural. Either way is fine. Uh, procedural. Procedural, okay. And what skills are being tested in this procedural scene? Um... Well, I don't think Otto would want to go for the annoyance of having to once again go for training and everything, so. Does he have anything that could identify him as a former member of the FFL on him? Do they give out badges or anything like that? Do they give, like, medals out to people? Wouldn't he have, like, a medal of honor or something like that? Or something as, like, an apology for you know, hitting him with artillery. 
Yeah, he'd probably have some sort of cross for bravery or a wounded. Yeah, so I could show that. Yeah, sure. To prove combat and stuff. I'm a decorated soldier. I've already gone through this. Yada yada yada. All Matthew would have the same thing because he was working with Otto, right? Yes. Otto. Yeah. Roll again through diplomacy to get to convince him. Oh, would you look at that? You just barely succeeded. Yay. All right. Well, since you're such a decorated veteran, you don't have many of those coming through here. Would you mind training the other recruits for a while, at least? Ooh, didn't expect that. Well, that could be helpful. You know, maybe extra supplies or anything like that could always be good, so. Okay. So are you going to negotiate with him at all? Uh, yeah. What are you going to ask him? I guess, hmm. What? No, that doesn't. Hmm. Is there anything we really need, actually? Aside from what I'm guessing they would give us is rifles, pistols, uh, food, rations, everything like that. Gear. R? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, sure. Me and... Uh, Matthew could definitely help train some of the soldiers if it would help us with the acquisition of maybe a vehicle so that we can more easily kill those fascist scum. He does a quick head count of you and says, um, there's five of you here. All right, I'll see if there's anything that we have that's big enough. You have succeeded to persuade him and he says well unfortunately we don't quite have any cars for you but we've got this old truck around here I'm, I'm sure we can find it and get it to you once you're done training these people up okay that sounds good okay and then Jacob I'm going to toss it back to you for our finale scene for the episode alright sort of find us a nice uh, leaving off point, and then you two can do your final arguments. Hmm. I'd say the arrival at the training area. You already arrived. Uh, so. How else would you be negotiating with them for? Hmm. Perhaps we could go for a sort of cliffhanger ending in the middle of training with you two acting as sort of uh, instructors. I suppose that might work, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Then, um, yeah, Jacob. Since you have two drama points, Sam has one, Ryland had none, you have been awarded the highest honor of the episode. You get to deliver the ending monologue. You get to recap our episode in a lyric and in dramatic and some way, let everybody know what happened, let everybody know what our theme was in there. Again, our theme the beginnings. Feel free to deliver it. 
So our heroes, having left from France, have come into Spain. After angering one town's local militia, uh, they traveled to another where they managed to convince them to allow them to stay long enough for another group passing by to tr take them to a larger city where, where they could get to training. Mm -hmm. Once there, Thomas was incredibly nervous about actually going along with things, and Carlos seems to have scared him a bit. Yes. However, they all signed up and are now on their way to training. Seems this is quite the beginning. Wow. Yeah. All right, now then, Sam, for each of your characters, state what their dramatic pulls are and argue how you brought them out in the episode. Uh, well, with Carlos, it was, you know, whether to actually go on and do this. Yes, whether... Whether to save himself or his family. Yeah. And so, how did you bring out saving himself or his family in relation to beginnings? Uh, well, me and Thomas talked about it, about whether or not, you know, there's any, you know, point in fighting and why we should fight. Then there's the other talk, and which we went over you know, the, how this is the last step and how after this there isn't much of a turning back and everything. And then for the other character, who is? Otto. How do you bring out his poles and what are they? I'm just going to be honest here. I greatly disliked how I did Otto and I just, I don't know why. I did how I did. I just didn't like it. Yeah, you didn't like your characterization of him? Yeah, I went a bit too comical for what I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I should have probably... I, I will admit that is my fault as a GM there. I should have challenged those scenes and maybe gotten a little more down to earth with it. But no. No, you guys are in a war zone, you know, dicking around like, oh, this is our senile grandparent is probably not a smart or dramatically effective thing to do. Yeah. So uh, Otto's dramatic polls were that of being a anti-fascist and a committed German and a, and a loyal German, whether he would choose yes. Germany over his commitment to fascism and not to anti-fascism, <laughs> not to fascism. Hmm. And how did you bring out each of those polls? Uh. Yeah, so how did you emphasize your loyal German pole? And it was fine because this is the first episode if you didn't emphasize that pole at all. I didn't. 
Yes, and your anti-fascist goal? Well, I joined up to a war to kill them. Certainly. Okay, now, yeah. uh, Jacob, have we gone through your character's polls? Yeah, so Thomas was, as I said earlier, on accident, was pacifist versus activist. Yes, whether he should outweigh his, you know, commitment to pacifism. He was very, very against joining. He wasn't sure whether he should, but in the end, he did, which that shows both, really. Pacifism in how he didn't want to, but activism in how he actually did. And I will say I probably need to work on how I did Matthew. His polls were family man or anti-fascist. Obviously, he because he signed up, he is anti-fascist. But I didn't really put much emphasis on his family. Um, I played him as more of a cold and distant person. Okay. Which I need to fix. That's fine. Now then, now that's the fun part. Ryland's not here for the end of the episode, so he doesn't get to do the ranking. Jacob, which character are you giving three points to? Which uh, player are you giving three points to? I'll say Ryland. He actually did a pretty good job with his character. Yes. And Sam, which character are you giving three Well, not uh, character. Which player are you giving three points to? Mm, Ryland. And we'll have to ask Ryland next time. No, he's not here for the end of the episode, so he doesn't get to participate in the ranking because this ranking determines who gets an uh, which is basically uh, the next episode with a drama token that carries over. But it doesn't count again. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Jacob, who are you giving two points to? Sam. Sam? And Sam, who are you giving two points to? Jacob. Okay. And Jacob, who are you giving one point to? I mean, you, you oh yeah, it's you. And then Sam. <laughs> so, we you gotta do these tallies, so. Okay, so Ryland is the winner of the Benny this episode. What's a Benny? Okay, so a Benny works like a uh, drama point, except that it carries over between episodes and doesn't hurt you to have at the end of the episode. Okay. So Ryland, uh, yeah. Ryland's a sort of unofficial winner. Um, Benny's only need to spend one of them to do stuff. And also, if you win the Benny, you get an extra one point uh, for your character. Since you all played well this episode, I'm going to give you all, well, I'm going to give you all an extra. Actually, you know, I think we've got a good system here. I think that this ranking of, dra of dra drama is actually a good way of figuring out how many points everybody's characters get in between episodes. So Ryland's characters will each get eight points, Jacob's characters will each get four points, and Sam's characters will each get three. 
between uh, between this episode and the next. I get four. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You one. Uh, Sam gave you two. You gave yourself one, so that's five. I went. No, that's actually six. And then since you had two drama points, subtract two. That gives oh, you. Five okay. Ryland got two points for me, three points from you, and three points for Jacob. So, and since he didn't win drama points this episode, he actually had no subtraction. So he got eight points. He was one out of the maximum number of points you could win this episode. Well, for him. Sam got one point from me, two points from you, and one point from himself. Subtract one from that, he gets three points. Hey. So yeah, that's uh, talk with me about how you want to improve your characters, just so I have an idea. I need to emphasize the family man part of Matthew's character a lot more. That was. I couldn't quite hear until just the end. Okay, so stat-wise, how do you want to improve your characters? Oh, stat-wise. Um, just so you know, about four points to move most of your skills up or down by a one number. You want me to just read off the skills that your characters have? Jacob? Yeah. Okay, so I got Thomas and Matthew. Okay, so what does Matthew have? Matthew only... has his skill with rifle at level 17 for 20 points. He has precision aim rifle at level 17 uh, for six points because it's a technique, not a skill. He has Observation at 13 for 12 points. He has Stealth at 14 for 12 points. And he has Traps at 12 for 2 points. Uh, not, not 2 points, 8 points. And then for Thomas, we get a lot more. Uh, he, has a, he has Applied Math for TL7 for 8 points. He has Architecture for 20 points, oh, sorry, applied math at 14 for eight points, architecture at 17 for 20 points, civil engineering at 17 for 24 points, French literature connoisseur for uh, 16 at 16 points, diplomacy at 16 for 20 points, automobile driving at 12 for eight points, and does not have any skill with any weapons. And you cannot actually until you buy off, uh, cannot kill. Could um, work towards buying it down to reluctant killer, but I would not suggest that because it doesn't make sense for your character yet. Yeah. Um, for Matthew, um, what do you want to put points towards? Because you can bank them and then save them for later for uh, putting into your base. I think, or you could even put them towards HP because you can buy HP up or down by um, 
supplement it from your strength in this campaign. So you can actually um, get to 15 without uh, breaking the rules. Okay, I think just one point in HP for Matthew and one point in diplomacy for Thomas and bank the other two. So one point in HP is actually only only costs two character points. So uh, do you want to just boost the HP by two on Matthew and then boost uh, diplomacy by one on Thomas? Yep. Okay, let me uh, reflect that on your sheet. So diplomacy is going to be knocked up to 17, meaning that uh, now you cannot fail it except for um, on a critical failure. Uh, your point total goes up to 115. And then for Matthew, What do you mean the face of the party? Have you never heard that D&D term? Basically, the face of the party is the guy in D&D who has the highest charisma. They're the person who does all the negotiations and talking. That doesn't work as well in GURPS because diplomacy... It's complicated because diplomacy only works when you're straight up asking somebody in a persuasive way. So reasoning with somebody to try and get them to do what you want. You can't try to lie to them using diplomacy. You can't try to intimidate them using diplomacy. You can't try to do literally anything with diplomacy except ask someone to do what you want in a persuasive way. You can substitute diplomacy for an influence role. Got it? Yes. Technically, uh, we didn't do influence rules properly here, but that's a quicker way of resolving influence for non-important uh, tasks. So with those two resolved, pass those over there. All right, Carlos and Otto each get three more points. How do you want to spend them on Otto? Otto uh, guns, rifle for uh, 16 for 20 points, rolling at 12 for four points, animal handling equines at 12 for four points, camouflage at 13 for four points, first aid at 13 for four points, leadership at 12 for four points, short sword at 11. You need short sword to use your bayonet when it's unmounted. Yep. At, um, because it's a sword bayonet, not a knife bayonet. Um, at 11 for one for four points. Farming at 10 for one point. Diplomacy at 12 for eight points. Uh, precision aiming at 16 for six points. Traps at 12 for four points. Writing at 12 for four points. And Marxist philosophy at 11 for four points. Now what Marxist philosophy allows you to do is if you're ever unsure as to how your character should ask, act, ask me the GM, I'll make a roll. If it succeeds against your Marxist philosophy, I'll tell you what feels right, right? Provide that that's actually the philosophy that you believe in, not just the philosophy that you study. So, um, Otto, what do you want to put his... Um... I would put Otto's points into leadership because currently he's helping to train people, so he would work on that. Okay. 
Um, and I would save Carlos points. One more level, so I'm going to move you up to 114 and give you three unspent points. You can tell me what you want to do with them when you have enough points to actually spend on something. Um, and I guess with Carl. Do you want to just bank them for Carlos? Because unspent character points can be used to do stuff in GURPS. See, I'm not sure whether to make him store them or because he is going through training, right? He's doing the training. Yes. So I would think that, that with that training would mean that he would learn how to better shoot and stuff. So I'm not sure if to put the points into there or save them for later. I mean, you can try and put them into rifle, but you're going to need eight points instead of four points to boost your rifle up by one more level. Hmm. So I'll probably save them then. So you're going to bank them? Yep. Yeah. Uh, other things that character points can be allowed to do is uh, automatically flip a failure on the roll to a success. But when you do mm -hmm. that, the unspent point is gone forever. Convert it into uh, five percent of your starting wealth, but then that character point is gone forever. You don't get to use it to do stuff. Another thing that you might want to purchase is if you ever get yourself a nice piece of equipment, buy an equipment bond. Basically, what an equipment bond is, the piece of equipment itself isn't any better or worse than any other piece of equipment of the same type. But for some reason, that specific one is balanced for you or something. Hmm. So you automatically get plus one on all rolls with it. Wait. So instead of a superhero game, mm -hmm. could you take basically every possible disadvantage and then use up all your stored pawns to make it so that until you run out, every roll automatically succeeds for yourself. Yes, but if you took advantage, you'd be a completely useless character because disadvantages limit you in some way compared to, like, for example, if you have a reluctant killer and you kill some, well, actually, for example, let's take, uh, let's take, uh, who's it? Let's take Matthew's, uh, right? Matthew, no, Thomas's. Thomas's. Thomas has don't kill, can't kill, right? Okay. So if he kills somebody for the next uh, 2D days, so for the up anywhere between, wait, no, for the next uh, 3D days, so anywhere between three and 18 days, right? Mm -hmm. He is so morose and so freaked out from killing somebody that he's completely useless. He can't okay. use any of his skills. He can walk, he can move around, but basically he has to be carted around and all he's capable of doing is feeding himself. Oh, okay. So just for take wait, how many points do you get for say a superhero game? A superhero game? Yeah. You wouldn't get many more points, but there would be a lot of stuff that would be available for you to take that hmm. a normal human can't take. Um, okay. Actually, yeah, you would get a lot more points. You'd probably get like two hundred fifty to three hundred points, whereas we're built on one ten right now. So with free bunch of skills and advantages. For example, you could have innate attacks so that you could shoot laser beams out of your eyes. You can't take advantages after the start of the game. And since that's a super advantage, not allowed for a normal human to take. So on a superhero game, you could basically have a character that for his first 300 rolls always succeeds. Yeah, but then you'd be better off just choosing the, taking the extremely lucky advantage. Oh. Bless advantage. Hmm. Because that will probabilistically over time, sure, you would succeed 100% of the time on the first 300 rolls, but if you weren't playing drama system on top of GURPS and you're just playing straight up GURPS, normal GURPS is like D&D. &D. You're rolling all the damn time. Huh. So literally, if, if you didn't 
take um, uh, lucky or blessed. It, it's just better to take lucky or blessed because those those advantages do cost a lot. But being supernaturally lucky or supernaturally blessed is a lot better. So I'm knocking Carlos up to 113 points, um, and your unspent points uh, are three. And that, my friends, is the end of our first episode. Did you guys have fun? Yeah. Yeah? Did you like the story that we're telling? Yes. He's interesting. All right, cool. What time will you guys do this next weekend? I'm good anytime next weekend. There are no family holidays. No idea, but probably going to be okay. All right, cool. And then we'll just have to coordinate with Rylan. Thank you all for listening to Brigadier, the only podcast where we try and play GURPS, but one of our guys keeps getting interrupted by his brother coming into his room, and the rest of us keep not hearing each other because we all have a different mic set up. And they're all bad, so. Yay. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a day. You stole that from the history teacher. I did steal that from our psychology teacher. Mm-hmm.